Hello, everyone. We're back for another episode on the Asian House podcast. It's Hannah Nieves, and I'm so excited because I have Ariana Rodriguez here, which also, I don't know if I told you, my maiden name is Rodriguez. Too. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. <laughs> so we still shared the same last name there. Um, but I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. And for those that don't know, can you just give us a little bit of insight into you, your background, your business? Yeah, of course. So I'm Mariana Rodriguez. I own an operational consultancy agency, um, and we do things a little bit different. Um, so me and the majority of my team actually have ADHD and our and, or our neurodivergence. So we really focus on creating custom operational um, workflows and custom tech stacks for our clients to best serve the CEO and how the, the CEO brain works and also to best support their team, right? We're really sensitive mm-hmm. around um, ensuring that we're super inclusive as we're building. Ooh, I love this. And I know that you and I have been talking about this and I this is something that I have not actively you know, tested for myself, although I definitely do think I have ADD or ADHD in some capacity. And it's interesting, we spoke about a lot of clients of yours, of mine, have ADD or ADHD in some capacity, which is so interesting to me. I need to go down like the rabbit hole this weekend and really just look at the science behind this because I find it so fascinating. So before we get into that first, um, can we just talk about the power systems for a second? Because I've seen the behind the scenes of like what you create for clients and you know, why is this so important? Why is tracking data so important? Why is tracking these systems so important for business owners in the beginning, but even also in like the scaling phase? It's be, it's important throughout your entire life cycle of a business, right? So it is important because it's literally the foundation. Without efficient operations, um, mm-hmm. you are just looking at pretty tech mm-hmm. and or a very high overhead where people are doing all the things, all the time, right? Mm -hmm. So what tech and systems and and operations do and what we kind of try to meld together is create a a system, an ecosystem for your business so that the tech feels like a part of the team and so that everybody on your team feels super empowered to do their work in the most efficient way possible to like use their voice and ask clarifying questions when humanly possible, right? At all the time. Um, and then also ensure that your clients are having the best possible experience. And all of these things can be done with like a really good audit of your operations. Ooh, that is so good. And I'm curious, like what are some of, you know, you said before too, it's so easy to get caught up in the having just pretty tech and Mm -hmm. which I know at least for me we've definitely been there with the shiny objects of like I need this platform I need this platform and then you look at your you know tech bill at the end of the month and you're like okay like wait are we I do (laughs) what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see from founders who are in like that scaling mode where maybe they do have a team in place they do have you know, these, uh, you know, different platforms kind of speaking to you, um, together. What are some of the big, you know, I'm going to say issues, but things that you see when you come into those businesses? They're usually not leveraging it, leveraging any specific tech stack uh, or tech app um, to the best of their ability or to the, mm-hmm. they're not like diving deep, which is why, which makes sense, right? Like you as a CEO or the founder, like you don't have time to dive deep into the inner workings of any of any platform. It's a lot yeah. to learn. 
Um, so usually it's like they're using the surface level and or they don't know how to organize it in an efficient way. So you're clicking through. You wind up having like 15 clicks to get to any particular thing. So things get lost. Um, they're not user friendly. People wind up stop using them. People find workarounds. And like the minute you start doing any of those things, it no longer becomes an efficient workplace or an efficient process. Yeah, because you're just kind of there's it's almost disjointed in a way with these platforms where you're kind of using a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Exactly. And I know at least for us, too, that was something that we definitely noticed. And we went through a whole tech audit and went through and saw, wow, we are actually spending a lot on platforms. And, you know, we could cut some of them, we could, you know, optimize and upgrade to one of them, you know, exactly. so I found that so, so um, interesting. So I'd love to talk just like a quick second about data, because this is something that it was so funny yesterday. My CMO and I were just going over data in the business. And I'm just curious, like, do you like, do you weave that into your process when you're building out these systems and infrastructure for clients? And or what do you recommend for people that are listening now that are like, hey, I know I need to start tracking data in my company. How do I use the system to do that? Um, so whenever it comes to, there's two different types of data, right? There's qualitative and quantitative. Quantitative is the numbers. Qualitative is like the quality control, like the, the, what people, the subjective things that people are telling you. Mm -hmm. Um, so we use both. Uh, when we're talking qualitative data, we're talking about customer feedback. We're talking about the questions that your clients are asking you, the things that your, their team is saying, right? And we take that to like create a better client experience and a more streamlined workflow for your team. But then we take the qualitative stuff, the quantitative data, and we automate that. The best mm -hmm. way to actually have your data is automated. If you're going to rely on people to auto, to reconcile your data on a regular basis, nine times out of 10, there will be mistakes. Uh, manual is not the best way. Oh. And I find it so important too, because, you know, for at least me, and I'm sure you resonate with this as well, when it comes to data, it's really it's so affirming to also make like decisions yes. based off of data. And you're like, oh, but this is actually like what is true. And, you know, it was something that we have really just started to really focus in on and like tracking, mm -hmm. whether it's like sales data, um, customer experience data, lead data, things like that, and leveraging mm -hmm. AI, which that's like a whole other conversation you, got, you and I could talk about. But I think it's so important as business owners versus like, yes, of course, you want to use our emotional intelligence, our intuition to also make decisions as a business owner. But relying on data can also be really helpful in the process. So I yes, I love relying on uh, making decisions from data. Like I'm a woo woo gut kind of person. Yes, same. <laughs> but I when I'm making big decisions like this, I love looking at the analytics. It's so important. Oh, me too. I could just sit and look at like Google Analytics all day and just go on like the back end of everything. It's just so yes. fascinating. So you specialize in your agency and, you know, working with color. You also work with people who are neurodivergent, but also have ADD, ADHD. And can you just touch on before we kind of move into that? Like, how do these systems help people who have that? You know, how do they support them? So one of the things with neurodivergence is like the need for structure, whether we like it or not. And I, with everybody, right? Everybody like um, excels when there's a little bit of structure. 
right? It's easier to find things. The it's making you wind up making decisions at the very beginning when you're structuring this this data, when you're structuring um, your operations, right? Like, so if you're thinking about like a project management tool, you know exactly where the task to write your next blog post is going to be because it's been in that place for the last year and a half. That's where it's going to be. You know how to manage that, right? Whereas otherwise, if you didn't have that, you're sitting there thinking, maybe you're putting it on to-do list, that paper gets lost, maybe you have it in the back of your mind, but then wait a minute, you forgot that you had to go do grocery shopping, and all of a sudden that blog is gone, right? That, on a very simplistic, uh, in a very simplistic like analogy, is like why systems are so important and why it's so important for people who are neurodivergent to have places where they can put their tasks and put like their ideas in place, yeah. right? yeah. I love that. And I think it's something so important for, for me. Although I will say I've struggled as a founder with leveraging my project management tool Same. for me as a founder. Same. That has always been the gap. Like I can do it for the team, but when it comes to me, I mean, I still have my paper here Same. right now next to me. <laughs> so I actually had a conversation about this with somebody else recently. And I think that one, as founders as people who have some kind of neurodivergency we need to also it's not just about the systems it's also about finding that grace within yourself so something that we also work on a lot with our people with our clients is giving them permission to like mm -hmm. to to have that flexible system right so we're not building a rigid system a system where you have to do things this way or that's it we're building some flexibility into that so that you can work with your neurodivergency and not feel like you're like smacking yourself on the head every day you, you turn on your computer, right? Like you don't feel that resistance to logging into ClickUp, right? I leverage Notion, right? And I love Notion. I've always loved Notion, will always love Notion. And there are days, there are weeks that I log on to Notion, Notion maybe once a week, right? Mm -hmm. Then there are weeks where I'm on there three, four to five times a day. It really depends on like where I am in my cycle, in my energy levels, in my level of overwhelm. And like right now, I'm really craving that the physicality of having a book and a pen, right? So mm -hmm. if I, right now my to-do list, I'm living in a notebook. And then there's a little bit of double entry happening where I'm putting things for the team in, in Notion, where I'm, whereas I have my notebook. And then in a month and a half, that may shift and I may feel like, okay, I'm ready to like focus just on Notion again. And I've given myself as a founder with neurodivergency, mm -hmm. like that okay, that grace to have that flexible system and change up, right? So that's something that we do a lot of with our clients. I love that because I go through in waves as well, where I used to have, you know, like my own personal list, um, you know, myself, and then I would like to write it out. But I think too, you know, for many of the founders in here, like for me, the, the process of actually like physically writing with my hand, I think helps me like ingrain it a little bit more. And I think it can be again, like just like sometimes overwhelming. So I'd love to hear from your perspective, like how, how you run this agency, multidimensional business, with someone, you know, that has that. Because I know for me, for uh, the clients that I work with, and I have many clients who have ADD and ADHD, sometimes it can feel like it's almost like some days you have like a ball of all of your thoughts just like sitting in your brain. And you're like, how do I actually like organize this and like stay focused? And then the other way around is like, you can then get like hyper fixated on like, you know, one to two things too. So like, what is your 
like talk to us about like your rituals, your routines. Like what does that look like for you? Because you're also a mom too. Yeah. So that's really funny because my rituals, again, also change with my, um, yeah, you know, I, I have cycles. So right now I'm really into the journaling on pen and paper. For a while I was journaling on Notion. Again, it kind of just really depends on where I am and like what my, mm-hmm. like tactically I need to feel stimulated, right? Like what's like, what's uh, triggering that dopamine hit right now? And right now it's like pretty stationary in pens. Um, Love it. But with the team specifically, like one of my very first hires, which is like non-traditional, was a project manager to take mm. care of. Like I know that I am, while I'm, I can be very organized and I my operational efficiency works really, really great. Like my operational brain works great. I have a hard time with project timelines. Like creating a project plan is like the bane of my existence. Has always been, mm-hmm. I've been a project manager for years, always have hated it. So like I hired very early a project manager to help me manage that, to take care of that and say, okay, what are the deadlines here? And what's real? And like, not even what are the deadlines, but push back and ask me what's a realistic deadline to make sure that I'm not like setting myself up for failure. Right. Um, and then like once I got her in and we've, we onboarded her and we had her like, like uh, really integrate into the team, I started hiring for my other weaknesses or the other areas where I didn't feel as strong. Like, because I am a really great ideator, I need people to like really act on them and like finish something from beginning to end for me, right? Like I can start something, I can show you how to do it. I need you to wrap it up and like make sure all the, the, the T's are crossed, the I's are dotted. And that's what I wound up hiring for because that's what I knew I needed. So part of this is one, understanding what you excel at, Right. Like what you're really, really fucking good at. And then the other part and like understanding and embracing the things that you know that you're not as great at. Right. Like can't be great at everything. Like, can I build you a whole tech stack from beginning to end? Yes. Do you want me to do it? Because not necessarily, because I probably have my toddlers running behind me, screaming at me and saying what that they want to snack while I'm trying to finish up the Zapier integration. Right. Like my team at this point can do a better job of it. Whereas I can make sure that I have the strategy there that is actually going to take you from wherever you are right now to like that million dollar level, right? Less ritual, more habit stacking that I do, right? Mm-hmm. It's, I again, rituals for me feel very like a little too structured. So maybe it's just mm-hmm. the word that I have like a, a thing with. Um, I like to habit stack my stuff. So oh, like that. Once I have, once I journal, I do my journaling, which again, I don't do every single day, but when I do that, I do it, I'll do my journaling, I'll have my cup of coffee, I'll make myself a really nice breakfast, and then I'll sit down and synthesize what's come in from like the night before, and then be able to delegate appropriately, and then delegate with intention, right? So like, my thing is like, once I'm able to ground myself and absorb all the information, I'm able to delegate to my team intentionally so that they can build the most efficient product for our clients, right? Mm. Um, So I love that. I think uh, the thing with neurodivergency is that you need to be able to provide yourself with structure, while also being able to give yourself that flexibility to pivot when that structure is no longer working for you. Right. Like people mm-hmm. love to talk about giving yourself that structure, but it's not going to work 100 percent of the time. So being able 
In the same way that you're able to delegate your team, you need to do task A through D. You need to give yourself a mm -hmm. list of things to fall back on when what you're currently doing is not working, right? What is your plan A, B, C, D, all the way down to Z when you're feeling squirrely or overwhelmed or like not able to focus? How are you going to manage yourself mm -hmm. so that you can either one, get the things done that you need to get done? Um, or like take that break or like acknowledge that you need to take that break. Right. And like that yeah. list of things are different for everybody. Right. Like a lot of people who have ADHD yeah. are like coffee bingers. Like I am um, other, other people need to like move their body. So like there is, there are a bunch of different things that I layer on top of each other. Right. Yeah. Outside, I have a walking pad. I have like three different types of chairs down here. Right. So like get me to help, me regulate my body and my mind to get the work done. I love that you said that too, because, you know, when it comes to habit stacking it all, it's like the small, small things that you can do that compound day in and day out. And I think that's, what's really, really important too. And I also really resonate what you mentioned before, which was like, you know, do the things that you do really well. And then, you know, when you have the resources, the revenue, the funds to outsource, or maybe this is outsourcing to your tech team, you know, your, yeah. your, the, the platforms that you have, but, you know, finding people that can help support you, because I know, at least for me, being someone who's very, um, you know, like in the sky in terms of like my vision and yeah. sometimes my my team jokes, that I am like living in the cloud sometimes, but it's because like I'm such a big visionary mm -hmm. and I see the end. I see the end vision and goal, but I need the people that are going to ask me the 20 questions and be like, oh, well, OK, well what are these things? I remember I brought something to someone on my team recently and she's like, okay, well, have you thought of these things, these three things? And I was like, nope. And that's why you're here. Exactly. Um, because <laughs> this is where I need you to think of like, okay, here's a vision. How do we like reverse engineer it backwards into this like micro plan where like, if you, I'm similar to you, like if you ask me to get really, really deep in the weeds with the micro specifics, I just can't get there. I can't mm -hmm. get there. Um, it's, it's a really interesting thing that I've like learned over the last few years, which I know for a lot of clients that, you know, are neurodivergent too, like they, they struggle with that, you know, how do I actually like take the plan and execute it, which I think is really interesting. So, you know, for those that are listening right now, we have founders across the board that are listening, that are in the earlier stages that are, you know, have multi-million dollar companies that are listening to this, you know, for, for people that are thinking about up-leveling the infrastructure of their business mm -hmm. as a whole right now, what would you say are like the top three things to do if you're wanting to make a change? Like, do you have any recommendations there? Yeah. First audit where you are. What are you currently doing? What are you currently leveraging? Who's on your team? What tech is on your, is in your, at your disposal? Um, figure out that, right? Mm -hmm. Get, and then start to get feedback from your clients about what their experience working with you was like and then what they think could have happened better like it's hard to collect that, that sometimes right but like if we're not getting it from the people who've worked with us and we don't know we're in like a little vacuum right so that's number one and then number two once you have that information like go through the tech with a fine-tooth comb like do you really are you using it I've had clients who literally were signed up for three different project management tools and not using one of them. I'm like, wow, why, why, 
let's no, let's mm-hmm. let's con- consolidate, let's reduce, let's like cancel these subscriptions. Um, and then let's figure out the tech that's actually going to work for you. So like the hard part is that's a lot of research, right? Like trying to figure out like which tech platform you kind of vibe with. Um, so to do that, come up with a list of things that you know you need. Do you need automated reminders? Do you need something that's pretty? Do you need to be able to customize the colors and the fonts, right? Do you need something that's a little bit more structured? Like, right, think about like your requirements and how you like to learn. Do you like to check a checkbox and have it strike it out, right? I know that sounds so stupid, but like it's the most gratifying thing on the planet that Notion allows you to do that and click up also, right? So like I can like have a to-do list and click it off and it's like struck, struck out, the font changes, I love it. It really... It's it's silly things like that that improve your your experience with the tech platform and that will mm-hmm. continue to have you going back to that platform, right? Like when you figure out what you are looking for in a platform, you're able to then make that like educated decision and say, okay, I'm okay with this right now. I love that. So it's really like auditing what you have figuring out like, do you even need this? And then identifying like your dream wish list. I love that. I've actually, that's the first time I've ever heard that before. Um, because I think for a lot of people, they're so used to like, whatever, whatever anyone else is using, like, we're just going to yeah. use that platform. And, you know, I think for a lot of people, people were on like the ClickUp train, you know, yes. everyone was getting on ClickUp and, and wish, you know, I use ClickUp myself and and I love it, but there are other tools. Like you, I know you use Notion, which I personally love Notion for the simplicity of it. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. Um, but I, I think too, like you said, it's like kind of making that wish list. And I know for me too, some of the big things, like especially running what I joke, it's 59 companies, but, you know, being able to have the checklist is like so important for me, the dashboards and being yeah. able to set up data tracking is probably like the number one thing. It's like, how are we leveraging these tools? How are they speaking together? And how are we capturing data so we can actually make better decisions as a team, whether it's like our team efficiency, our leads, our marketing, whatever it is. So I love that you said that. Different tools are going to have, are going to collect that data differently, right? So again, that's why it's really important to understand what your needs are. Because at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, just because you know, you just said you like Notion. I love Notion just because we both appreciate Notion doesn't mean that our businesses or our brains work the same way. So why do we think that the same tool is going to work for everybody? Yes, I love that. So many things. Um, Okay, so I'm just curious. So you use Notion. Any other recommendations for platforms that you like or tools in your toolkit that you really like? I'm just curious. Um, So I probably don't go a day without using ChatGPT. Um, mm. I think that that's a great, if if you can't afford to hire, it's a great way to kind of help you get from your vision to like uh, uh, to smaller steps, right? To help break, you can definitely use ChatGPT to help break down big goals, right? And I've definitely used that, done that quite a few times. Um, I love Airtable. Airtable is my CRM and... My like that's where I collect my data. Sorry, my brain had a I had a brain fart right there. Um, and I think that Airtable is one of the most customizable tools mm. out there. Like that between that oh, and Notion, like it's really crazy. Except Airtable has so many more automations. 
Um, I've been diving into Smart Suite, which is a, a little bit like Airtable and ClickUp had a baby. Um, so that's been pretty fun. And then I'm trying to think of this is another one. Those are the big ones right now. I love that. Okay, um, Smart Suite. I'm going to check that out after this call. This is great. Yeah, it looks like Airtable, it, but it acts a little bit like ClickUp. They have documents, which Airtable doesn't have. So it's been like mm -hmm. an interesting little like, combination. Ooh, and so many more on the horizon. I love it. Oh, yes. So, you know, for those that are listening in, this has been so great. And I love that you gave us also just some like tangible examples and how people that maybe might have ADD or ADHD, or maybe they have clients that do or know someone that does. I really like, appreciated that feedback there. Um, where can people find you, work with you, tell us all the details and I'll also link this in the show notes too. Yeah. So I made everything very simple. Uh, my Instagram handle and my website are exactly the same thing. Arianarodriguez.co. Um, it makes things so much easier. And then if you are on LinkedIn, you can also find me on LinkedIn. Love it. Well, thank you for joining me on today's episode and we'll see you on the next one. 